Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Thursday, April 20th. It is five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So let's talk about Joe Biden and his approval rating. It's pretty awful. It's dipped below 40% this month. And this is according to a new Reuters poll that was released this week. His popularity pretty much in a steady decline since he took office. It did bottom out at 36% sometime last year, but now we're, in a, then it went back up, but now we're back down to 40%. So you could say that he is uh, below water on this. And isn't it interesting, Casey, you've worked in radio, so I'm going to ask this question, uh, assuming but not knowing the answer, and you've worked in corporate radio before. Um, have you ever worked for a really bad boss? Yep. Well, that was easy. I didn't know the answer was going to be so quick. (laughs) And I would guess with that bad boss, Mm -hmm. it was blatantly obvious to the people in the building that that person was not capable of rising to the level necessary to do that important job. Yes, it was. It's not necessarily because there are. There are people in all sorts of environments where they do things that you disagree with. You know, you're not going to agree with everything your boss does. Our bosses tell us all the time, you know, things and we not necessarily agree with them, but it is what it is. But when you are being led by a person who is clearly mentally, in this case, mentally and physically not up for the job, it brings a sense of, and I'm going to again kick this back to you for the position that you were in, and this is just, you know, in your individual corporate radio environment, much less the entire nation. It brings a sense of almost depression to the company in question because you recognize it's not that this person had a bad idea. It's that as long as this person is in charge, things will not get better because they are not up to doing the job. Right. You can't execute it. And it's like a cancer that spreads to all of the employees because it's really hard to motivate them. When you see that the leader is not up to the job, all the underlings start questioning, well, you know, this guy can't do it. Right. And that's where I think you are with any honest intellectually honest broker rational person who will will speak out loud is that it's not that oh it's not that biden has bad ideas he does <laughs> he has horrible ideas but he's not capable of being president of the united states we have over the last two hours played you parts of his remarks yesterday and this happens on almost every single speech in which he couldn't spell the number eight e-i-g-h he claimed twelve thousand jobs had been created during his administration and that it was some sort of record and then he does this creepy old man whisper thing where he's like out of a horror movie the old man in a horror movie where he's rambling on about the moon. And this is the face of our country. This is the CEO of our nation. This is the person that we prop up to say, when you think of our country, 
this is who you think of. That's what the president of the United States is. It is the person that the world thinks of when they think of your nation. Yeah, and it's it's an embarrassment on a national, on a global stage. So one in five cited that the economy was the biggest problem facing the nation. Crime and environment were also cited. One in 10 people said that they were concerned about that. But here's the real question. You said this is the president. This is the CEO of the nation. Is he? Is he the one really in charge? He's the one who won the election, but is he really the one who's making the decisions and pulling the strings, or is he a Pinocchio, and who is Geppetto? I uh, was pondering this uh, recently. I ponder it often, and then, as you know, Casey, I uh, uh, do now, thanks to things being very affordable in this country, and inflation in no way being out of control, and... um, Our local Republicans here in Indiana doing a phenomenal job on taxation and keeping everything very cheap. Uh, I decided because, well, it's natural after you work a full-time job to want to go work seven more hours somewhere else. Uh, I've decided to, to do that because, you know, as a man and as the leader of a family, that's what you do is provide for your family and the long-term future of your family. I have the joy of working a second job now. Now, I don't have to, but the reality is when you look at the future of this nation, when you look at where we're at as a country, when you look at, at best, Biden is president for two more years, things ain't getting any better anytime soon. And that sucks in our society, in the freest, most wonderful nation in the history of the world, where you have so much opportunity at your disposal that, and and many people are, I'm not saying, don't cry for me, Argentina, right? I'm not saying, don't, you know, don't, don't throw a parade for me. Many other people are in the same boat, that people who, despite having two people who make decent income, in their house feel we've got to work more Mm -hmm. on top of our full-time job because of the condition our country has been put in by our politicians. And look, if it was a thing where, you know, you say, okay, there was some great financial collapse a la 2008. And even if you have a complete moron in the Oval Office like Obama, the situation is going to somewhat fix itself. And if you just hold the line, things are going to get better. I think there was a sense of that as you entered maybe like 2010 in this country. There is no optimism right now. Mm-mm. I mean, there is there is none. And when you look at, okay, well, we elected the Republicans what, to the what House. You, what is there to be happy well, about? Right, but that's what I'm saying, Casey, is Kevin McCarthy has laid out in his speech, as we told you he would, and apparently everyone other than Jim Banks with the firing synapse in their brain knew this, that Kevin McCarthy would cave on the debt ceiling. And Kevin McCarthy would not stand tough and fix the issue necessary to to get inflation under control. And McCarthy has admitted he's waved the white flag. He's done exactly what I said he was going to do, which is he's going to get some minor cuts here and minor cuts there that in the grand scheme of things mean nothing. He'll claim, oh, look at these cuts we got, but we're still going to add hundreds of billions of dollars every single year to an already out-of-control national debt, which is inflation. So there's no help anywhere. You have a guy who can't spell eight in the Oval Office and a guy who deserves to be stuffed in a locker running the House of Representatives, and then you've got Chuck Schumer and the Democrats controlling the Senate. There, Jimmy Carter described it as malaise, and I don't know if that's still the best word or not, but I look at this in the future of this country, and I think, where the hell does the help come from? Because it's not coming from the Republicans. Their president can't spell eight. The Democrats are a bunch of lunatics. Where does the help for regular people come from? 
it's it's it doesn't exist and so i wonder who are the 42 percent in this reuters ipsos poll who approve of biden mm-hmm. i'm not surprised it's that low who are the people who look around and go things are going pretty good right those are the people who aren't paying bills they're they're not the one who are charged in Bingo. their household with looking at the monthly statements, what's coming in, what's going out. Bingo, we have become such a Santa Claus nation that there are people who don't pay, you're right, they don't pay bills. And they have, and it's pathetic, and they are pathetic people. I'm not talking about people who can't physically work or the elderly or the infirmed. I am talking about able-bodied people who are pathetic human beings who milk this system on a daily basis. Good for them. And feel no responsibility as a member of society or as a parent or as a provider or just as a human being to have some self-worth and get up off their ass and go to work and you know why they don't because we don't make them we don't make them why would they it's free ride sitting on the couch this and so i just i look at this country and i fear for this country and i just don't i don't well, know what the answer is and back to the president i mean i know what the answer is i just don't know where it's going to come from back to the president and the ceo of the country i mean you want to have confidence in who is leading the country and are you getting that from joe biden yeah no on a daily basis you're getting the opposite of that here here, here is so let's talk about another example of how the government colossally fails our country. Waste, fraud, and abuse? Yeah. Uh, So keep in mind, you know, we've got all this money for Ukraine. We have no idea where that money's going. I mean, we've never had an audit. We've never had a return on investment. We've never had an itemized list. We are just told if you object to money, an endless money pit, pit going to Ukraine, well, then you just hate those people and you want them all to die and you... You're pro Putin. Yeah, you're a comrade, right? I mean... But the reality is our country just throws money out like it's going out of style, a window like it's going out of style. And I guarantee you, Casey, that within five years, we're going to find that these weapons or whatever we have bought them, we don't know for sure because we never get the itemized list, is going to end up in the hands of people who hate us and are going to be used against us because that's what always happens. See the next audio we're about to play. This guy, who is the, uh, I think his title is Special Inspector for Afghanistan Reconstruction. So how long were we in Afghanistan? We didn't win. We drew a draw at best. And then we got out of there and a bunch of people got killed needlessly. And the Taliban took over. And this guy who is in charge of Afghan reconstruction and where all the stuff cannot tell the U.S. Congress whether or not the taxpayers are funding the Taliban. Unfortunately... As I sit here today, I cannot assure this committee or the American taxpayer we are not currently funding the Taliban. Our country and our politicians put everybody but the citizens first. We can talk about it on the federal level when we're talking about the gajillion dollars that has gone to Ukraine, about this, all the money that went to Afghanistan and Iraq with no accountability, but yet we have you know veterans who sleep on the streets, people with mental health crisis, public safety issues. We, we always put on a national level, other countries ahead of our own. On a state level, we have record sums of money going to local governments. They're spending almost $100 million in Brownsburg on athletic fields, Casey. But if you dare go, hey, I can't really afford to stay in my home because of the property taxes well they tell you to eat crap and die it's everywhere it's the local politicians it's the state politicians it's the federal politicians 
It sucks that the radio broadcasters care more about the people than the people who are elected to care about the people. Okay, so he was giving testimony to the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability, and he said that money includes $2 billion, about 60% of which is food aid, as well as funds for health care, agricultural, civil society, and also human rights. But he can't say that that's where that money's actually going. And he went on to say, I would just say I haven't seen a starving Taliban fighter on TV. They all seem to be fat, dumb, and happy. And that brings me back to, and I mentioned earlier in the show, how my brother was the commander of the mission that rounded up the Taliban back in 01 and brought him to Gitmo. And it used to pain him because he would say when they first got there, they would be wearing extra small jumpsuits. And they would just, little by little, have to size them up. Then they'd have to go to small and then medium and then large because they weren't used to four square meals a day or three square meals a day. They got better treatment there than they did in their own country. But now we're sending money there and the Taliban are using it. All right. So here's what we're going to do, Casey. Um, When we come back, I've gotten some messages from some people. We've got to figure out something here at home because the politicians here, the state lawmakers have made it abundantly clear They don't give a damn about you, and they're not going to help you with property taxes. It's also been made very clear to me the way to get them to care is to do some sort of very large something. So when we come back, Mm -hmm. I'm going to just talk out of my ass off the top of my head, (laughs) and I'm going to see and solicit some help from our audience and see if we can start to put the wheels in motion of something for the people. So... Uh, our bosses are going to love. Coming up, I have no idea what I'm going to say. Awesome. But it'll be for you. It's like me every break. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. minutes after 11 you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc and trending this morning the movie rust you remember that movie it's the alec baldwin movie where there was the fatal shooting of that cinematographer well they have come out and said that filming on this western movie will resume this week in montana and at one point do you just say you know what? we're scrapping this movie people died on the set it's time to just put it to bed and not finish it oh casey you think they'd put uh Someone's Pe- life above over money? money? No, yeah. Casey, come on now. I realize they have a lot of money already tied up into it, but I think at some point you just have to say, you know what, this movie's going to bomb. Uh, all you have to do if you do something egregious after someone has passed away is just go, so-and-so would have wanted it. Oh. So-and-so would have wanted the movie to continue. Or if you're the president of the United States, you look for them in the crowd. Well, that's true. After that's they've already passed point, away. Yes. Also trending this morning, Corinne Jean-Pierre. She had herself a presser, and she says that Biden is sending yet another package to Ukraine. Moving to Ukraine later today, the Biden-Harris administration will announce a new security assistant package for Ukraine as part of our ongoing efforts to help Ukraine defend itself against Russia's brutal invasion. 
the announcement which will come from, Depart from the Department of State and Defense will be the 36th use of presidential drawdown authorities to support Ukraine. The package will include more ammunition for U.S. provided HIMARS, rocket systems, and anti-armor systems, okay. as well as additional... She just keeps going and going At, so, and at some going. point, she's going to screw up and say, as part of protecting the president's business interest in Ukraine. Ooh, did I say that out loud? Whoops. Also trending this morning, the Indianapolis Opera. They paid a visit to the State House. While they were there, they serenaded one of Holcomb's staff members. By the way, the opera was deemed not essential and shut down during COVID. But here they are with a colossal waste of time singing to one of Holcomb's people. And I put this on the template because Kevin's birthday is tomorrow. So wait, wait, wait. Time Happy out. birthday, Kevin. Time out. No, I'll, I'm going to get to Kevin in a second. But I want to I want to tell you right now, that's the problem. That's the problem. And I'm sure the opera may be wonderful, and there's probably a lot of very nice people who participate in the opera. But the fact that you would show up with anything with Holcomb and do anything associated with Holcomb and be nice to Holcomb. After they shut, exactly. he shut them down. People just don't care anymore, Casey. And this was, I want to go back to the thing that my my friend, who is uh, very well thought of in state government, he is a very high-ranking person in state government, uh, universally respected, and I will never out this person because he gives me lots of information, and also it would uh, ruin him if people knew that he publicly associated, if it was, became public that he associated with me. He told me this several months ago, and it, you know, because he knows the struggle we go through on this this show on a daily basis. And what he told me was the reason government behaves the way it does now. I mean, we have seen a big difference in government pre-COVID, post-COVID. It was bad pre-COVID. It's way worse post-COVID. Is the government learned we can do whatever we want to you and you will not fight back. Mm -hmm. Local governments, state governments, federal governments. I think many in the governments were very surprised at how little pushback there was. And this is another example this dude closed your stuff. Mm -hmm. He shut you down. Right. He took he took it from you, Casey. Yes. Eric Holcomb took this from these people, and here they are. Showing up singing, performing, dancing. And the so the do the thing. The politicians have been proven right. We will not fight back. We will roll over and take it no matter what they do to us. And this is another part of the proof. All right, so what what we'll do, because real quick, I want to in the final segment. We need some help from the audience and figuring out what we're going to do to try to make a difference. But I do want to mention tomorrow is Kevin's birthday. Mm -hmm. Kevin is going to be 28 tomorrow. Yeah. And he's leaving us for his birthday. I know. He didn't want to spend his birthday with us. I know. You know what? He's going someplace kind of cool, though. Yeah, it's a it's a birthday present to myself. Nice. Going on your own? You go, celebrate you. Solo. Not written some dancing girls to go hang out with you? Well, I never said I wasn't. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> He's going to go to Sweetwater in Fort Wayne, which is the country's largest music store. Yeah, and then he instruments. And then he somehow woke up in Tijuana, Mexico. He did ask me, "Hey, Casey, you ever worked in Fort Wayne?" And I said, "Yep." And he said, "Anything else to do there?" And I said, "Well, there is a Showgirls one, two, and three. <laughs> 
Well, Kev, I just wanted to say before we uh, preview what's coming up next, we greatly appreciate you, mm-hmm. all that you do, and we hope you have a phenomenal birthday tomorrow. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. When we come back, Casey, we get asked all the time, Rob, is there any, is there any, any, any political person in Indiana that you like? One and the answer is one or two. There are a few. And then I get the follow up. Are there any Republican <laughs> political people that you like? And the answer is yes. And we're going to have one of them when I come back. Uh, when we come back, we will speak with Marlon Stutzman, mm-hmm. former U.S. congressman, had a U.S. Senate race totally stolen from him when Todd Young didn't get those signatures. And then Todd's daddy, Mitch McConnell, spent millions of dollars to defeat Marlon. That was the same race where Eric Holcomb was a distant third, out of money, shooting baskets, and then magically became the governor in the same year after he got out of the Senate race to help Todd. Uh, but he is back. He is running for Congress up in the third for the seat that uh, Jim Banks is abandoning. I mean, not running for again. And uh, so we're going to talk with Marlon when we come back. It's coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Casey. Yeah. Question. What? Very, very important. I'm listening. Pay close attention. Okay. And don't answer quickly. Think it through. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Imagine if you could get a 35% bonus when you invest your money. What do you think about that? It sounds good. Tell me more. If you invest $100,000, you get a $35,000 bonus. If you invest $200,000, you get a $70,000 bonus. Learn how you could get a 35% bonus from Bill Demery, your retirement guy. I like this. It sounds pretty good. It's Kendall and Casey, and we believe in Bill so much, we became clients too. Not only will you get a 35% bonus, you'll sleep well at night knowing your money is backed by an A-plus insurance company that's been in business for 140 years, and they have $2.5 trillion in assets. To learn how you can get your 35% bonus, call 317-932-9912. That's Bill Demery at 317-932-9912. I'm going to find myself a girl who can show me what love means. 93 WIBC is the Kendall Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And you know, Casey, I get asked all the time, is there anyone in Indiana politics that you like? Mm -hmm. And there are. A few. One or two. Well, are there any Republicans that you like? And I say there are even fewer of them, Mm -hmm. but there are Mm -hmm. one or two. Mm -hmm. And one of them joins us now on the drivehubler.com hotline. And I'm so excited because he is running for Congress once again. Marlon Stutzman. Marlon, how are you, my friend? (laughs) I'm doing great, Kendall. Great to be with you guys. Uh, Yeah. So let's start with the big announcement, Marlon. You have decided, of course, you represented the third Congress. Congressional District, the Fort Wayne area, uh, for several years. You decided to run for Senate in 2016. We'll talk about that in a second. But now you're running again with Jim Banks uh, running for U.S. Senate. Why are you subjecting yourself to this pain and torture? Well, because, as you mentioned, who in Washington, D.C. do you like? Uh, it's frustrating as uh, we watch what's, uh, what type of leadership we have. And, uh, you know, over the past seven years since leaving Congress in 2016, I've been back in the family businesses, uh, growing and working hard to make things, uh, you know, better for, for us here in Northeast Indiana. Uh, and we've had a lot of success. But at the same time, the challenges that we've had over the past seven years because of government 
uh, irresponsibility and just flat out, uh, flat out incompetence has uh, has just gotten under my skin to the point where I talk to my business partners, my family, and we all agree that we need somebody back in Washington who's going to fight who's going to stand up for conservative values and take some common sense back there where uh, there's just been a huge lack of uh, understanding what the American people deal with on a daily basis. And so, Marlon, you have said that you're going to run unapologetic and relentless on the critical issues our nation is facing. Let's talk about those issues. What's on your mind? Well, first of all, $32 trillion of debt. Uh, that that just to me, it's just unacceptable. Uh, what our leadership is doing to the American taxpayer uh, on a, a daily basis, spending more money than what the federal government takes in. You know, I, I announced my candidacy on tax day for a reason to remind every one of us that the responsibility. Well, it's not even it, it's it's becoming our responsibility because of irresponsible politicians. To, uh, to fund the government and what the government has been spending our money on, are we getting the return on investment? I don't think so. And so uh, number one is, is the debt and the spending that's just out of control in Washington. I was on the budget committee when I was there before. Uh, you know, things were bad then. It's just compounded so much more since, uh, uh, since I left office. And uh, then, you know, you throw COVID uh, response on top of that and what uh, our leadership starting with Fauci has done is uh, is atrocious. I mean, th- this is insane. And so, you know, I, I work with people on a daily basis, basis in business, and you have to make decisions based on facts. You have to make decisions based on a vision. And, uh, and unfortunately, none of that's happening in Washington. Marlon Stutzman, our guest, uh, formerly represented the 3rd Congressional District, Fort Wayne area in Indiana, now running again with Jim Banks running for U.S. Senate. All right, Marlon, so, uh, you know, full disclosure, when you ran for U.S. Senate in 2016, I, I worked on your campaign, and that was a... A really big eye-opening experience to me because it was sort of the nail in the coffin for me on the Republican Party on how awful the establishment is, how corrupt it is. When we saw Todd Young, he didn't get those signatures. He should have never been able to run. And then you're winning this three-way Senate primary. It was you, it was Todd Young, it was Holcomb. You're winning easily. And then magically, Holcomb gets picked to be lieutenant governor, and all of a sudden, here comes the cavalcade of Mitch McConnell money to support Todd Young. And it just the whole thing was rigged and you got totally screwed and i got a feeling if you go back there you're going to go back there with an axe to grind on behalf of the american people and you're going to stand up to these establishment clowns the floor is yours (laughs) well i I couldn't uh lay out the scenario any better than you did rob you you're uh you were there you saw it and uh you know as when those things happen you just kind of you're like you're you're in disbelief that that's actually what's happening right in front of us you know and so yeah you know what i know there are people in washington dc who do not want to see me run in 2024 for the third congressional district but i also know that there are a lot of friends there like jim jordan and scott perry and us who are already supporting me and 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 saying look we need you back in the fight here uh, because this is critical we i mean to see what our own government is doing to our former president and using the justice system as a weapon against President Trump to see what they're doing to Jim Jordan, to see what they're doing to other conservatives. Uh, that's what they did. You know, that's what they did to me. And um, and again, I, 
I'm not going to apologize. I, I think that common sense is what needs to happen. And it is so unfortunate to see politicians who are trying to protect their power. You know, look at Nancy Pelosi. Uh, look at Chuck Schumer. Look at, you know, Joe Biden. I, we don't even know who's in control in the White House. And, uh, but I'll tell you this, I pray for his health every day, Rob, because if something happens to President Biden, look who's behind him. I, I picture Marlon, when he goes back there, and I hope you win, when you go back there, he's going to be like Jack Nicholson in The Shining, putting an axe through the door, <laughs> shouting, here's Marlon! <laughs> well, you know what? It, it, this, this is not hard. And, and you know that, Rob. I mean, there's very basic, simple principles that made America great. You know, first of all, it's hard work. And, and you know, trusting uh, that, uh, that what the people we send to office are going to do what they say they're going to do. And that's what it doesn't happen. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to point back at my record when I was in Washington uh, at how I stood up and fought for the taxpayer. I stood up and fought for our military and our national defense. But you know what? That also means that you don't just send them all over the world and and be the the world's police officers. So we need to make sure that we're strong here at home and and look out for America first, standing up for life, standing up for our kids and our families, and uh, and continuing to make America the great country that it that it it can be. We have so much potential. It's at our fingertips. But instead, we're fighting. We're not fighting blue dog Democrats anymore. Rob, what we're fighting, we're fighting is socialist, communist, and Marxist. That's what's now happening in Washington. Marlon Stutzman is our guest. He's uh, announced he's running uh, for Indiana's 3rd Congressional District. That's the Fort Wayne area. Casey? In the past, you've been a member of the Freedom Caucus. you going to do that again? Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that group uh, was started by some really good folks. Um, you know, uh, Jim Jordan, of course, was the leader along with uh, Mark Meadows. Mark became, uh, of course, he was a congressman, became uh, President Trump's chief of staff. And then uh, Mick Mulvaney, who was a chief of staff and OMB director. Uh, Ron DeSantis was was one of the founding members. You know, we were that core group that just kept looking for a strong leader. And then President Trump came along. And so the partnership between the Freedom Caucus and President Trump was just an easy one. Uh, You know, of course, I wasn't there when when that occurred, but... um, the, I believe that the the Freedom Caucus has brought sanity and brought back common sense, but also brought a backbone. And and that's what I will do. I mean, I've proven this. In fact, it was a compliment last night. I was at the Allen County Lincoln Day dinner, and, uh, and uh, a, a gentleman told me, he said, you know, the longer you were there, the stronger you got. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, I take that as a huge compliment because I, I got to see what was behind the curtain. And I, it's like you, you go in every day and you're just like, I can't believe this is the type of leadership we have for the greatest country on earth. Marlon Stutzman is on the line with us, and you have mentioned Donald Trump twice. You have mentioned Ron DeSantis. So let's quickly talk endorsements. Who are you looking at, and are any of them looking at you, endorsing you? Um, I don't know if any of them are looking at me endorsing. You know, we just announced on Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, I have garnered uh, Jim Jordan's endorsement already. Um, you know, I I like Donald Trump a lot. I like Ron DeSantis a lot. We need strong, decisive leadership. Uh, but you know what? You know, we got to listen to Chris Christie last night in um, Allen County at the at the four, or Allen County Lincoln Day dinner, and I was I was really disappointed because uh, the the attacks on Donald Trump by another Republican are very 
unfair and unfounded. Wait, 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 Mark. He was doing that at the Lincoln Day dinner. Chris Christie was throwing grenades at Donald Trump. Oh, Rob, you would have. I don't know what you. I mean, I. Uh, <laughs> yes. And then of course, then of course, announces you know his favorite president's Ronald Reagan. Well, what's Ronald Reagan's you know eleventh commandment? You know, and it just was. It was not the the place. It was wrong um, to just continue to beat on the former president. Uh, I, apparently, Chris Christie's going to run for president. But, um, you know, and then he beats up on Ron DeSantis as well. So that's what kind of, you know. Oh, he like, went okay, at both of them, Marlon, at the same event? <laughs> Rob, I, I'm telling you, you, yeah. You're, you missed you're something. Floor, you're, you're, you would have fell on the floor. I, I just couldn't. I sat there in disbelief. Uh, Marlon, well, we're so glad you're running. You got a website. If people want to learn more about you running for Congress again. Yes, you can go to either Stutzman for Congress or GoMarlin.com. And, um, you know, we need people's help because we know the establishment is not excited about my candidacy. And, uh, you know, this is going to be a, this is going to be a fight in the primary. Uh, you know, this is a super Republican district. And, uh, you know, there's already uh, candidates that uh, Washington, D.C. would love to see rather than Marlon Stutzman. So we need everybody's help. But if you check us out at StutzmanForCongress.com. Marlon Stutzman, thank you, my friend. We appreciate you. Great to be with you. Thank you. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Well, it's evil, it 11.48, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Casey, it is rare that I don't know what to do. <laughs> But in this case, this following segment will be an audience participation segment because I admit I don't know what to do. And that's uh, that's a very uncomfortable position mm-hmm. for me to be in You're because an- I'm just not, I always feel like I have a game plan. You're an unknown territory. But in the case of dealing with the abuse of finances by our legislature... And I think the thing yesterday where it you know it comes out, hey, not only do we have this record six billion or whatever it is surplus, hey, we just found another billion one point five billion just dollars. And there's no there's no reaction from any of them of, oh my gosh, this is so great we can give this back to the people. Their immediate reaction, they being the Indiana Republicans. How are we gonna spend it? What are we gonna spend it on? And um look, we've reached a real crisis point in this country and we've reached a real crisis point in the state. And I think the home the property tax thing is the just such a big deal to me because um, your home is yours. The government didn't do anything to help you with it. You bought it. Now, you pay for it. Mm-hmm. You've worked your life to put yourself in it. It's yours. It's where you live. And it's the place that you go to truly be yourself. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's perfect, right? And these people, these people being the Republicans know you're hurting they know you've been hurting and they don't care 
Like I, I'm trying to drop the bravado on this one because I'm trying to be as genuine as I, as I can be with this because I want people to engage on this. They they just they don't care. And I've tried every trick in the book that I know to try to get them to care. You know, we read the assessments on the air. I naively thought, okay, if they know they'll care, they didn't care. I thought once the property tax bills showed up, they would care. They don't care. We've tried the emailing. We've tried the phone calling. We've tr- we just we've tried fought with Jim Lucas on I, social media. It's just I'm I'm tired. I'm just tired of fighting and I want to get a win for the people. Well, and isn't that what they want? They want you to be tired yeah. of fighting. They want you to roll over and just pay. Right. You, no, you're right. You're right. It's their money. The Republicans now believe without any doubt, there's no doubt. The Republicans believe your money is their money and their job with your money is to reward Donors and lobbyists and cronies and selected special interest groups and people that it is politically expedient for them to reward. Now, I think on this issue, unlike others where we shout, and I feel like sometimes I'm just shouting into the clouds, I think people would be motivated on this one Mm -hmm. because... It affects them. Yeah, you're right. So we know very clearly now, and I have a very clear picture. It used to be, hey, call, email, blah, blah, blah. That didn't work on this one. But I think we have a clear understanding from people who've been around a long time, hearing it from two separate people who are, I think in the sense of nobody's going to accuse Nikki Kelly or Jim Merritt of being radical grenade throwers, people who have worked in the state house, people who have covered the state house. They've both said identical things, which tells me that is the thing. If two kind of moderate, respected voices who don't have a, you know, mean bone in their body are telling you the same thing, almost say that's the thing. And they both said the thing that will motivate these people, these people being the Republican lawmakers. Weirdly, we don't have to worry about the Democrats. The Democrats, this is how wild, what a bizarre world we live in. And we've had them in here. Ed Delaney, Cherish Pryor. The Democrats are down to clown on property tax reform. Right. The problem with high taxes is the it's the Republicans. The, the party of fiscal <laughs> conservatism. Right, 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 right. Wait, what? So they have both told us that the thing that will motivate these people is that we have to show up in mass at the state house and have your voice heard. Okay, I accept that. And Casey, I'm really good at telling people about stuff and getting people to go do stuff. But I got to freely admit, at the Indiana State House, I've never organized a rally, I've never organized a protest. I know there's permits you have to have. I know there's, you know, obviously things like speakers and people, I mean, people to physically speak, but also speakers so people can hear you speaking. The organization, you know, getting information around to these various, you know, Tea Party type groups, et cetera, to get people to come. I don't know how all that works, but I'm willing to promote and support and help where I can to get people there. So we know what the thing we have to do is. We know the thing that will motivate maybe some action. But I don't know when we should do it because they're getting ready to leave. So obviously that ship has sailed. Is it the summer? Is it late spring? Is it early fall? Is it org day? I'd like to think we could maybe motivate some action this summer. I don't really want to wait till November. Some people have told me you should wait till org day, which is November. I don't really want to wait that long. 
But what I'm willing to do, if, you, if, if somebody out there who knows how this stuff works, and I'm talking legitimate people who have done these things before, if you want to call our hotline at 317-684-8444, 317-684-8444, or email me, rob at wibc.com. You can find me on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall. I will put the full power of this show and the full power of this radio station behind helping and promoting what we do. And if you can get the nuts and bolts of this stuff down, I'll get as many people into the atrium of that state house as I, as I possibly can. I will get as many people. I think we can get hundreds of people. I just don't know how the nuts and bolts of it actually works. But if you do, and you have some people that are willing to help you with that, or you can just do it on your own, 317-684-8444, rob WIBC.com, at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter. We got to do something. I'm fresh out of ideas. You know, I've come here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. How's it go? And I'm all out of bubble gum. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I just, we know what we got to do. I just don't know how to do it. So I need some help. So this is a call for an activist who wants to pick up the mantle. Yeah. I will help you in any way I can. Okay. I'm good at getting people to show up to stuff. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Happy birthday. Have a good day off tomorrow. And thank you for listening today. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.